Glory to God. You are welcome once again to this podcast, The Fountain of Life. My name is Alex, and I hope you have been blessed by the previous messages. In case you'd like to get in touch, please send me an email, fountain.life12 at gmail.com, and I shall be able to respond to you for every query that you may have. Let's take a moment and pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this word. I thank you because you are faithful, and I pray that whosoever is under the sound of my voice may be blessed, that they may see their life being transformed from one realm of glory to another, and their testimony shall be speaking for the rest of their lives, that men shall be drawn unto them because of what you have done in their lives. May that be your portion. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. First of all, I'd like to start with a scripture from the book of Luke, chapter 13, from verse 10. Now he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And behold, there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity, 18 years, and was bent over and could in no way raise herself up. But when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said to her, Woman, you are loosed from your infirmity. And he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. Hallelujah. I love this portion of scripture, largely because of the mercies and the grace that uh, was upon our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, for someone who had gone through <laughs> this infirmity, she was bound for 18 years. You can imagine the kind of things that were in her mind. See, there are many times that I have sat down and thought about people who could have gone through situations and you wondered how they managed to pull through and you wonder how they managed to have hope. For example, you remember the man at the well who had been crippled 38 years. But for some reason, every year he had hope that he was going to go into the pool and be made well. You ask yourself, what is that one thing that kept him moving? What is that one thing that kept him going back over and over again, believing that at a certain point he was going to be made whole? And at a certain point, all this would be gone and he would be able to rise. Incredible. Then you remember the blind man who received his sight in John chapter 9. Then you can talk about many, many, many situations where people were in utter distress and they were pulled through. They were taken out of situations. And because these things are in the Bible, you are going to put yourself uh, in a in a thought mode and you probably think ah, this was only the word of God and the world as is I doubt some of the things are going to happen or I doubt actually that these things happen around us maybe because you haven't seen uh, situations that have befallen people in times like this and because you are in a certain bubble you don't know how hard it is for others so the kind of infirmities and the kind of temptations that you go through would be a relief 
to these people but for you they seem like they have toppled you and the world has uh, basically covered you in all sorts of mud but let me tell you there are situations that we have gone through and people have gone through that have left them in a state of hopelessness whereby if the Lord does not show up that's the end for them and you see for a large part there are ways that the Lord is going to reveal himself unto us and it's up to us to make a decision and and go unto him and indeed show that you know what without you I'm probably going to be finished because here the Lord is teaching in a synagogue and this woman is there for someone who had been in that state for 18 years you can imagine the kind of things that had been running through her mind for all these years looking at other people who are well who are able to move anyhow as they wished looking at people rejoice you can imagine uh, picture this situation uh, uh, okay uh, l- let me share this uh, I, I was watching a documentary I think about a month ago about uh, the, the South African sprinter uh, who is currently serving uh, his term in prison Oscar Pistorius and the mother was narrating how he was born without certain bones that would hold his legs so uh, at 11 months they had to take a very difficult decision to amputate him so this is a boy who from that age okay grew up without feet <coughs> without legs actually feet is a, a bit uh, generous he, right from his knees okay and you can imagine the kind of pain it must have been for the family to make such a decision okay and you can imagine the kind of hardships that the boy could have gone through as he was growing up okay to to become or whatever he became okay i just wrote that example uh f- for you to just picture something okay not necessarily that uh, he is born again or whatever it is but yeah just for you to picture something so imagine such a person if you came and told him that you know what the lord is able to give you new limbs hmm, what would you think because he hasn't seen it before Okay, it's possible that he's going to push you away and like we just go away from here. But you see, when the scripture tells us that, behold, I will do a new thing, what comes into our mind? Is it in regards to something that is new in your life but has existed in someone else's life? Or something that is new in your life but has been done before in someone else's life? Because when the Lord talks about a new thing, it's potentially some things which had never been being put into a state of manifest. Being put into a state of being. Because in the realm of the spirit, everything exists. Only that it might not be visible before us, humanly speaking. You see, the scripture tells us in First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. 
But as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Hallelujah. You see, when we come unto the Lord, and we earnestly seek him, and cry out unto him, he has the potential to reveal certain things that we had never seen before. Certain things that we would only have dreamt about. Now, when you see portions of scripture and certain things being written, you might think that it's just a fairy tale. And you might think that these are things that can never happen because they happened years ago. For example, if I show you a portion of scripture, like in Isaiah 48, verses 21, which tells us, And they did not thirst when he led them through the deserts. He caused the waters to flow from the rock for them. He also split the rock, and the waters gushed out. Now, these were the children of Israel who were on their trek to the promised land. And they had escaped uh, the captivity and the slavery that, uh, that was in Egypt. And they were being taken into the place where they would have their comfort and worship the Lord in peace. And along their journey, of course, they faced lots of hardships. And there are certain things that they had never, ever imagined. But they saw manna coming from the heavenlies. And when they were thirsty, the Lord split the rock and the waters gushed out for their sake. So you can imagine what they could have exclaimed in times like that, in moments like that. Yet amazingly, these people later on, they turned back from the Lord. <laughs> Think about it. They turned back from the Lord. People who saw some of these miracles, people whose forefathers had led them where some of these beliefs had been bestowed upon their lives, where they knew with absolute uh, certainty that these things actually happened. Yet later on, they turned back. And you ask yourself, how is it possible? You know, the scripture tells us, the psalmist, 78 verses 41, that ye, they turned back and tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. And by turning back is because there were certain situations where they were faced with uh, similar distress. It might have been in another area, but it was distress. But they turned back. They sought solutions elsewhere. But we know that it is the Lord only who is able to comfort us in all uh, forms of distress. It's only the Lord. That's why you see this woman, albeit being in a situation of distress, bound for 18 years, she was still in the synagogue seeking the Lord. Because she knew that it is only the Lord who is able to heal her and make, make her whole. But you see, many times, of course, the children of, uh, of God, when our answer delays, we are quick to start uh, uh, complaining. We are quick to start uh, having a heavy heart and being offended by other people who are seemingly enjoying their lives. You can imagine. But picture yourself in a state of completion where the Lord has furnished all the good works in you. Because there are portions of scripture that we have always interpreted differently. For example, the man who was healed at the pool of Bethesda, like I talked about him earlier on, 
uh, he's in John chapter 5. Let, let me read that. Let me just go there. The scripture tells us from verse 1. After this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is in Jerusalem by the sheep, get a pool which is called in Hebrew Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water. Then whoever stepped in first after the stirring of the water was made well of whatever disease he had. Now a certain man was there who had an infirmity 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he already had been in that condition a long time, he said to him, Do you want to be, to be made well? The sick man answered him, Sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. But while I'm coming, another steps down before me. Jesus said to him, Rise, take up your bed and walk. Hallelujah. Now, of course, many of us have heard the scripture and sometimes in some circles they have quoted uh, saying that this man probably lacked faith. Okay? That for 38 years couldn't he find a way of squeezing himself so that he is the first into the pool? Okay, it's a lot easier for you to say that because you're not in that situation. But have you ever asked yourself, what kept this man going there for 38 years? What kept him going there for 38 years? Because we've seen certain people, after just waiting for a man for three years, they fall into uh, a, a mental breakdown. Just because they've probably been single for, for, for three years. Seriously? But this man, who's in a state of infirmity, and for 38 years, he kept on going and going and going. You see, I, I was <laughs> I love football. I was uh, uh, this has really been the uh, okay the, the, the opening week of the Premier League, and uh, I was reading an uh, an English newspaper, the Daily Mail, and. Uh, uh, after the United game, and, and some other teams that had won, I saw fans, of course, saying that it is the hope that destroys you because of some of the excited fans who were now, of course, talking about the title uh, challenge expected from United and so forth. Okay, of, uh, of course, I know they were acting out of uh, emotion, which is understandable. But, of course, they were saying it is the hope that destroys you. But what does my Bible say? My Bible says in Romans chapter 5, verse 5, and hope does not disappoint. Hope does not disappoint. So, this man for 38 years held on unto this hope that one day, one day, something is going to change. And the woman with the infirmity in Luke chapter 13 held on one day, something is going to break loose and I shall be taken out of this state. Hallelujah. You know, because now for us, we have been revealed to certain things and portions of scripture, and because we can read, there are certain words that we can hold on to until they become a reality in our lives. 
we do not keep on professing them. The word of God tells us in Hebrews chapter 10 verse 23, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. The fact that our Lord promised means that he is faithful and will forever be faithful because we have seen some of the things that he has done for people who went before us in the past. We've seen these things. And we see the things that he does in the lives of the other people. So what are we supposed to do? Rejoice, knowing that the hand of God is not too short to hold us as well. Hallelujah. You know, when you are faced with a state of confusion, or you are trying to cultivate something, but it's not coming, what do you do? Let me take you to the book of Luke. Again, uh, chapter 13. Uh, the scripture tells us from verse 6, okay, about a parable of a barren uh, fig tree. He also spoke this parable. A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came speaking, uh, uh, say, uh, Sorry, and he came seeking fruit on it and found none. Then he said to the keeper of the f- of the vineyard, "Look, for three years I have come seeking fruit on this fig tree and find none. Cut it down. Why does it use up the ground?" But he answered and said to him, "Sir, let it alone this year also until I dig around it and fertilize it. And if it bears fruit, well. But if not, after that you can cut it down." Hallelujah. So, here, the servant tells the master, no, let us not cut down the the fig tree. Let us first fertilize it. Okay. Let's dig around it and fertilize it. You see, for a large part, especially with the world as is, uh, we many times try to use common sense and reason. We are like, ah, after all, I've, I've waited for a while and I don't see this happening, so uh, let me just move on with my life. How about you just try to, uh, to dig around that solution and fertilize it? But how do you fertilize it with the word of God? How do you fertilize it? By seeking for the ultimate truth that only comes from our Father. Because the moment we hold on unto the word of God, the word that never fails, we are going to be enlightened and we are going to be lifted up. Regardless of what is happening around you, regardless of what other people are going through, even if they are in a similar state, the Lord is going to look at you like an individual and he's going to put his hand upon you to drag you out of that ditch, however deep it might be. Hallelujah. Because we have seen the people who have been placed on their feet and they were able to stand. You see, the word tells us in Psalms 119, verses 105, your word is a lamp on my feet and a light to my path. So as you take every stride, it's enlightening and bringing you to a place where you can see clearly, a place where you can see your solution manifest with undeniable proofs. So you see, when you are in a state where you have waited for so long, where you look around and you seemingly see no solution, 
that's the time that you should continue to press on and don't leave because in that state is where the Lord is going to reveal himself as long as you seek him with a pure conscience hallelujah because we think the Lord is there to punish us who told you and you think the Lord doesn't care about our infirmities about the things that we go through of course he does of course he does you see the word of God tells us in 2nd Corinthians chapter 1 uh, verse 3 blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ the Father of mercies and God of all comfort hallelujah is it some comfort no all comfort all <laughs> so you think you can be in a state of distress and is not worried about you of course he is worried about you of course he is a good father and you know our high priest a scripture that I love so much I think it's one of the scriptures that I've quoted the most since uh, I started running this podcast in Hebrews uh, chapter 4 uh, verse uh, 15 for we do not have a high priest who cannot be touched by the feelings of our infirmities hallelujah but he was in all points tempted as we are yet without sin so the scripture is telling us that a high priest is touched by the feelings of our infirmities so you are there and you're taking tea without sugar for supper but he's there he's touched by your feelings it's, he's waiting for you to look unto him and he manifests that's why Jeremiah 33 verse 3 says, Call unto me and I'll answer you and I'll show you great and mighty things that you know not. But the thing is, many times when we go through certain situations, we want the Lord to reveal himself to us without us seeking. We have to call. That's why Proverbs tells us that I love those that love me and those that seek me early shall find me. We can only find the Lord when we continuously seek him and show that we desire that he is the only one who can sustain us, that he is the only one who can get us out of a situation. Regardless of the solutions that are being provided by the world, okay? Because we are in a state where we are even supposed to uh, put certain things on a pedestal above the Lord. But we've seen even in the Bible, for example, in Second Chronicles, the story of Asa, Second Chronicles 16, where the Bible tells us the major reason why he died was because he sought physicians instead of the Lord. But wait a minute. Okay, but I thought uh, the physicians could have given him a solution. We know that doctors can treat people, isn't it? Yes, they can. But the scripture tells us that the king Asa rested unto his fathers because he sought physicians. Mm -hmm. What do you think about that? Because even if we are seeking a solution from medical science, the one thing that we cannot do is shove the Lord uh, to the back. We cannot have a pecking order with the Lord in a position that is below the first. Things do not work that way. Because when we cry unto him, he's our all in all. When we come unto him, he's our all in all. 
he is like the scripture has told us the father of all comforts not just some so whatever situation you are going through however hard it might be he is the god of all comfort because picture your situ- uh, your situation and try to compare with some of the people who have been talked about in the word of god for example the story of job loses everything that he had loses uh, his servants loses his daughters loses his sons uh, then is in sickness and so forth his friends come and tell him to cast the lord and die his wife is also they are nagging but the man stands tall and says you know what i'm going to believe god i'm going to believe god mm-hmm. you can imagine i don't know what you are going through and i do not know how long it's been for you and i know that the truth of the matter is we handle pain differently it's understandable but i beseech you child of god do not lose track of what the lord is able to do do not lose your sight from the lord because whatever he has said in his word he's able to do whatever by the way whatever because we've we've had stories that will astound you amen there are things that the lord has done that will uh, blow your mind incredible i was <laughs> if a few weeks ago i was on youtube and sometimes i love just listening to people's testimonies and stories uh so there, there was this couple lovely couple uh Uh, the wife was pregnant so she went into labor and uh, and she, she had a, nem- a normal bath normal bath and uh, the, the child was healthy but within minutes something wrong started happening to the child something wrong started happening to the child and the child slipped into a coma the heart stopped and the color started turning now this testimony is so incredible because this couple being a christian couple rejected the doctor's report they prayed they prayed they prayed and the heart started beating the color started coming back but the child remained in coma doctors tried to search for whatever the problem was and they didn't seem to find any but the couple kept on holding onto the truth of god knowing that indeed our god does not give and take away he doesn't it's the other chap who likes confusing us but god does not give and take away and for a child of god how is it possible that we are supposed to be in this kind of distress so the doctors tried to convince this couple 
that you know what this child will never have a normal life why don't we just well remove the tubes and we just accept reality and the couple refused the couple refused so you can imagine the kind of pain it must have been for the mother having carried this child for nine months she give birth for a few minutes you're so excited to hold the child and now they are in this state one day two days three days four days then now this i, I was watching the story then this, this gentleman said that the doctors made a huge huge mistake they called uh, his pastor a wonderful lady to try and convince her to speak to this couple <laughs> and the woman told the doctor the pastor there is no way such a thing can happen and they prayed and they prayed and they prayed but, but you see let me tell you one thing there are certain things that we go through that if we overcame them they are supposed to draw people to the lord hallelujah so they prayed and a miracle happened that this baby was revived but because of the time that they had uh, waited with this baby being in coma for, for an infant okay and also the fact that at a certain point there was limited supply to the brain they thought this baby would have a permanent brain damage where they would probably be in a vegetative state for whatever time that they would live because they thought that, uh, that the baby's life would be limited but when this baby was revived they did tests and tests and tests perfect baby perfect health organs perfect and the baby has grown incredible testimony that even the nuns who was taking care of the baby whose faith was wavering stood on the lord and said you know what this could only have been the lord and because of that her faith was restored then the doctor who seemingly never believed was drawn he was amazed and these are things that are happening in this era but because you hear about them and they are far off and you're like it's there it's a lack maybe they do something different but let me tell you the lord is not a respecter of persons the same way that he has pulled certain people out of their situations is the same way that he's going to drag you out of whatever situation that you are going through he is faithful he's always been faithful and will forever be faithful because he's the alpha and omega he never changes he never and you see for as long as you honestly seek him for as long as you continuously come unto him and tell him lord i have no way to go let me tell you you know the scripture even tells us that the spirit himself makes intercessions on our behalf look, look at romans chapter 8 verses 26 likewise the spirit also hopes in our weaknesses for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought but the spirit himself makes intercessions for us with groanings which cannot be uttered you do not leave the throne, throne room of god you do not leave that place because he is our father <laughs> you see 
for many situations that we have gone through, all the Lord desires from us is to come unto him and say, you know what, I want to drink of your blood and I want to eat of your body. You remember our Lord Jesus Christ when he was at the feast in John chapter 7? The scripture tells us from verse uh, uh, 37, On the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Another, uh, uh, another translation says out of his belly. Glory to God. But this he spoke concerning the Spirit, whom those believing in him would receive for the Holy Spirit was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. But now for us, we are in an era of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, who is the Comforter, has been given unto us. And like I read earlier on in Second Corinthians chapter 1, I told you, He is the Father of all comfort. Not some, all. All. So we are covered. We are covered, and as we move, we know that our victory is sustained, it's secure. Why would you think that your distress is going to last forever, even if it's 40 years, even if it's 50 years? God is faithful. And you see, there are so many parts in the scripture where we've seen people come and cry out unto him, and Immediately he reveals himself. <coughs> Glory to God. So if he is the same yesterday, he's the same today, and he's the same tomorrow, the same way that he did it for Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, that's the same way he's going to do it for you, wherever you are. You know, Jude, uh, tells us uh, in, in verse 3 Beloved, while I was very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation I found it necessary to write to you exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith which was once for all delivered to the saints. Hallelujah. This is a faith that was delivered to our forefathers. This is a faith that was delivered and to the people who have gone ahead of us, people who were able to manifest things beyond our wildest of dreams. If you hear some of the stories that men of old or people in the uh, if, uh, uh, various generations, uh, various generations have gone through, it, it's just amazing. It's just amazing. Because it's a lot easier for you to hear that, oh, T.L. Osborne went to India and he made people who were blind to see. How about in this era, when you see someone who is blind? You think they cannot be made all? <laughs> and, and the shocking bit is some of us, we see, but we are actually blind. <laughs> you, see, you, you know that ignorance is also... Uh, uh, being blind. 
may the may the lord open your eyes and see hallelujah i tell you child of god our lord jesus christ is counting on us to look unto him and in there we are going to see our blessing manifest in there we are going to see ourselves being loosened from whatever discord has been affecting us hallelujah the bible tells us that test and see that the lord is good blessed is he who trusts in him do you trust in the lord do you believe that he's able to pull you out of that situation because it's all about more of him and less of us just hold it and give it unto the lord and tell him god my burden is here have it i'm not going to think about it anymore i'm going to quit worrying about it i remember kenneth again talking about the story about the time that he was a young minister and he used to get worried about so many things many things <laughs> the church was dysfunctional people was, uh, were fighting left right and center he was in a state of financial distress he was always yawning because he was hungry <laughs> man <laughs> it was difficult he was fasting things weren't working out he just told the lord you know what eh? this is your church you're the one who brought me here so i'm just going to uh rest I'm not going to worry about anything. Whatever happens, happens. You know the scripture tells us in 1 Peter chapter 5 verse 7, casting all your cares unto him for he cares for you. You basically tell him, Lord, all this it's yours. Have it. I'm going to live my life. I'm not going to worry about it because I know there is nothing that is going to affect me. But you see we live in a world where something small happens and we've already uh spread to everyone looking for pity or looking for other solutions or but you see when your eyes are only focused on the Lord and his truth be sure your testimony is a reality be sure that your testimony has to happen regardless of what is happening around you regardless of the opposition regardless of who might try to fight you it has to happen look at the men of old of old despite all the opposition despite all the fights for example look look at the story of david anointed to be king waited for years and years and years and he wasn't yet king Saul was still reigning in his stead despite being rejected but at the right time hmm, David had to assume his throne and you see when we say that the Lord is faithful we know that he is a god who is able to give you a task and still go there with you that's how faithful he is but all he wants from us is to look unto him look unto him 
and indeed this reality is going to be manifest in our lives. You know the scripture tells us in uh, Psalm 16 verses 11, Thou will show me the path of life. That means I'm not walking blindly. I know that the Lord is establishing me. I know that the Lord is moving with me. And one of the biggest challenges is going through a situation. Maybe it's loss, disease, uh, financial distress, loneliness, uh, barrenness in whatever situation. I know it's difficult. I cannot say that it's easy. And you might think it's a lot easier for me to just talk about these things and say believe in the Lord. Because I'm just saying, because I might not be going through, going through that situation. I tell you, my friend, I know our God is faithful. And I know he wants to pull you out of that situation. I know the kind of pain that we go through when we see the people that we love in pain and we have no solution, humanly speaking. But our God is faithful. Just cry unto him and hold unto the truth which comes from his throne because it's the only truth that is going to move us from a place of distress to a place of a testimony. May that be your portion in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Be blessed.